In the Loop with Chris, Zach, and Alex Lupica. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to In the Loop. Just want to remind you to rate this show on iTunes and SoundCloud and be sure to tweet us at In the Lupica. That's with two O's in the place of the U. And before we get started here, we have to tell you about Geico. When shopping for car insurance, consider this. Geico has been saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. So if you're serious about savings, it's simple. Go to geico.com. After 75 years, they know how to save you money. All right, here we go. Time for a podcast. Full compliment of Lupica Brothers in the same apartment for the first time in I don't know how long, Clue. First time we've ever done it at your apartment. Yes. We used to do it at, at my apartment. Right. Uh, and Zach, Zach and I's apartment, yeah, excuse yeah. me. And it was a different layout. I don't, I feel weird. I have no notes. I'm a little unprepared. You look like a fish out of water. <laughs> I had a meeting today in the city. I'm wearing a tie. It feels like you're making me uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a dream sequence or something. You're you don't have suit, your monkey, which monkey is headphones. Odd. Usually, I'm just looking at you on the Google chat with your monkey headphones on. Mm-hmm. Now you're here sitting in 3D. I don't like it. No, yeah. I don't like it either. I got to get out of here next week. Don't worry, we'll go back to normal. I'll be in Rye. I'll be in the f- friendly confines. I feel like I should have lied. Said I lost the third microphone. Just sent you back to Rye. We could be doing this the normal way. I was thinking this has got to be the first weekday you were in New York City since you moved out. I know. It's the first time I've been to Alex's apartment sober, ever. <laughs> city Kloop. <laughs> Zach, do you notice a difference? Is there a, is there a suburb Kloop and a city Kloop? Oh, yeah. Suburb Kloop knows, knows what he likes. Kloop yep. in the city. He's a little uncomfortable. You know, when he gets a ride, he knows what he's eating. He knows what he's going to do. He knows where, when he's going to go to bed. He knows what he's going to watch. City, you just don't know. So we didn't have you, and we're gonna we're gonna dive as deep as we can into um, into the championship game. But we watched together, Zach and I. You were in solitary in Rye, completely um, alone, completely we alone, to- just like you like it. And how did you feel about the the atmosphere of your setup? It's very similar to what it always is. Uh, my girlfriend fell asleep <laughs> about after the first quarter, and then it was just me by myself watching the game. Uh, you know what? I got to say, and we'll talk about, a lot more about the game later, but the game cast on ESPN, or excuse me, the mega cast, where you can switch and watch like the coaching film room and stuff like that during commercial, where I was watching Gundy and Cutcliffe and someone chop it up. That's a really cool extra thing that they were doing. You last said time. you were watching in between plays. Did you have it on your computer? No, I was. You were flipping back and forth a lot. You kind of had your own. Missing plays on it's, the other dude. Broadcast. It's more interesting. The coaching film room, as good as Herbie and Fowler are, the coaches talking about the game. You just there's so much more there. You got six coaches eating za, sucking down sodas, watching the game. It was a joy. So I was talking to a friend today who was watching. The who flipped on the TV went to ESPN two by accident or something, and he thought he was like, "Is this how they're broadcasting the game? <laughs> the full and coverage?" He, and his yeah, his view of ESPN was like they might actually be trying this as like their way to broadcast the national championship game. That would have been strange. Yeah, like, what's Kenny G and Dan Levitar doing split screen? Like, here? wow, interesting choice for the broadcasters here tonight. Mike Gundy did not flinch when that touchdown was scored. Yeah, I think he was exa- like he had, he stopped caring. I think that they all probably wanted Bama to lose too. Probably wanted Bama to lose. Also, they're probably just like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. It's overtime. Like yeah. we're all set here. Yeah. You got to stay up late to finish that game, Zach. Dude, I didn't go to sleep till three thirty. You were your heart rate was jacked. You know, I get excited, dude. It's tough to come down from a game like that. Right. You're invested. The shank. We're freaking out. We're screaming. Yeah. 
Um, second and 16. Second and 16. Touchdown. Snatched defeat from the jaws of Go victory. Go to bed. <laughs> and then, so you're just up in your apartment. You're yeah. kind of just spinning. Yeah, yeah. Take uh, me through that. Going through Twitter. I was... <laughs> I was I don't know why I was so upset about the way the game unfolded. I think that I understand the point that Saban made the switch at halftime that won in the game, but I'm not buying that they were the better team for that whole game and that they that Georgia didn't deserve to win. Well, I put it on Twitter and I I'm interested we don't have enough followers to get any real feedback, but I'm interested in in how people viewed that game. Did Bama it's a great comeback. You're right. No question. Did Bama win? Like, when you remember this game a couple years from now, will you look back and say, wow, that, you know, you'll say, was that a great Bama comeback or just a soul crushing Georgia Bulldog loss? And all I can think about today is how it must feel to be one of the players on Georgia or a fan of the dogs because there's five or six plays. And if even one of them had gone the other way, they win the game. Even one play that didn't go their way, one call that didn't go away, if it had switched, they probably win that game. Bama needed to Bama needed the royal flush and yeah. they hit it in the second half and congratulations to them. But man, it's hard not to feel for the dogs today. Felt like all the cosmic energy was working against them, kind of from the first first quarter. Other things we gotta get to today, NFL the Titans and the Jags are apparently both playing in the divisional round. For sure. Which I find very interesting yeah. upon learning about it. John Gruden, I had the pleasure of watching the introductory press conference, and he held court in a way that was just electric. And say what you want about the size of the deal, the length of the deal, the decade away from coaching, what he did today is why they hired him. And it was very good. And they we'll hooked you. That. And they hooked Oh, you. I'm hooked. <laughs> um, Zach, I want it. You, had a little, you had a little hiccup this weekend. Yeah. You had the tough... Yeah, the tough defeat Monday night. Prior to that, um, kind of a long weekend. Long weekend, yeah. And in the midst of that long weekend, you disposed of your phone in a way yeah. that is unconventional. Yeah, about 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Sunday, I was phoneless. You were unreachable. I and was I was kind of concerned. I was like, where's Zach? I can't get in touch with him. Yeah, Because those are prime hours for you, typically. Right, and yeah. usually you're the only, Kloop's the only one texting me, which turned out to be the case. I think maybe I had one other. Um, so four hours, I'm looking forward. I hadn't left the apartment, but I had it that morning, which makes, you know, I'm like, it's got to be in here. Just using that It's logic. in the apartment. It's in the apartment. That is a frustrating game to play. When and, you've lost something and, and you know it's in a small apartment in New York and you cannot find and it. And it's dead. Dead adds obviously No ringing, no buzzing, yeah. no find my phone. Eventually in the back of my head, I'm like, I did clean up the apartment a little bit this morning. Look in the trash about a quarter of the way down in a McDonald's bag, and there's your iPhone X. <laughs> and there she was. I didn't but I'm realize. thinking if somebody had just tied that garbage bag up and put it outside, that thing is gone forever. You were tired. I was yeah. tired. You had exerted a lot of energy. Yeah. You were looking ahead to the game. Your brain was in other places. Yeah. And you put the iPhone X in the McDonald's bag. Everyone's done it. And Everyone that, has made a mistake like that. And then you told us about uh, our good friend, the Dean, who ended up with his laptop in the refrigerator. Oh, that's Probably a made you story. feel better. Yeah, he went to the fridge to get pizza. Instead of getting the pizza out, he put his laptop in. Yeah. And, and then he was looking for his happens. laptop. You open up the things happen. <laughs> you open up the fridge and there's your, not there's your everyone, MacBook. Not everyone is razor sharp for 24 straight hours. Yeah. What, what are you expecting from these guys? I'm yeah. sorry. Kloop, you just, before we move on here. Dustin Johnson shot at Kapalua. 
yeah. you just told me was one of the, if not the most impressive things you've ever seen in sports. It was one of those things when you saw it, and, and for those of you out there who haven't seen it, it's like you. I had to tell like five people yeah. immediately because yeah. it's, yeah. you can't make that. It's 430 yards, and it's an inch from a hole-in-one. Did you hear what he said about it? What? He said I hit it in about 90%. <laughs> that's such a hard <laughs> comment well dude that 100's hundred's getting him no he, after a 430 yard he couldn't even see it so he just slams his drive and like picks up the yeah. tee and they're then, like oh this is good then they're like wow this is good and then they're like this why go in and then it sits on the I've lip. never seen anything like that and he so. finished 24 under yeah and then he won the tournament by 8 shots so congrats DJ <laughs> if you haven't seen that check it out and Zloop um, the balls lighting up the internet from yeah, Lithuania a little bit breaking the internet how did they play 120,000 people were watching along with me on the live feed what were you like periscoping it it's just no dude big baller brand's got a good setup yeah you want to watch through big baller brand yeah, like he on runs Twitter, it through facebook on he facebook. set up this tournament lavar it's like an exhibition tournament in lithuania in lithuania it's not good the quality the first play of the game the the kid with the, the giant hair the younger one Lamella. just pulled up from 40 feet and shanked it really oh yeah that's big ball that is big ball. Did you see they got an F from the Better Business Bureau? Yes. People were trying to call customer service, and when they complained, they were told they were small ballers. It is it is ironic that they both have the same acronym, the Better Business Bureau and the Nobody the should big be able to have brand. three Bs unless it's big ball. I brand. think that's LeVar's argument. Right. Yeah. He's right. We begin with last night's game. That's right. All right. All right, Kloop, you touched on it a little at the top here, but... Do you you see the narrative as a crushing defeat for Georgia today as opposed to a historic win for Alabama? Well, uh, yes. I think that for a number of reasons, a lot of it because of the way the game played out. And to Zach's point earlier, they just look like the better team. And if Jalen Hurts stays in that game, I don't think there's any question that they win. Probably get shut out. It also has a lot to do with the history of it. Georgia has not been able to get to this point in 40 years. Yeah, they that was this, something I was kind of unaware they of. They have this opportunity. Kirby Smart comes back, their favorite son. They got a freshman, true freshman quarterback from Georgia. It's like the game is in Georgia. The stars are aligning, and all of a sudden, things just started to unravel for them really, really slowly. And, and, and by the end of it, you just... Even though the kid missed a field goal, it was just hard to believe that that they were going to come away with the victory um, when they didn't get more than 20 points. Yeah. Kind of a slog for three quarters of that game. Yeah, it was... First half, certainly not enjoyable to watch. Sloppy. Third quarter, most of it sloppy. Obviously, you get into the fourth and OT, and it gets exciting. But that was grinded out SEC football for most of that game. Yeah, the only guy who played a clean game was Rodrigo, the kicker for Georgia. Goggles. Um... I also thought it was the most horribly officiated game I've ever watched. Yeah, you took issue with the refereeing. I thought that there was about five plays that were not only bad calls, but were glaring to the point where you couldn't even deny that they were bad calls. Like, you look at the replay, you're like, he's not offsides. The guy should have gotten a personal foul for throwing Fromm's head into the ground. The guy should have been ejected for punching the kid. Uh, The pass interference, they weren't giving Georgia anything. Alabama had one defensive penalty. And it's like, if one of those calls goes Georgia's way, they win. It did seem like a crew that had kind of lost control of the game. Like, at one point, Alabama's sideline, you had the, you know, the kid getting amb- getting in the ambulance. You had the one kid fighting with his special teams coach. I don't um, know how that kid stayed in the, the game. The from the Miss from call on, on shoving his head They weren't the going to call a personal foul on them. And the consistent lack of clarity with which calls were explained. Like those calls, the sideline call on Fromm's TD, 
he starts explaining it. You think the ball is getting called back, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, by the way, the yeah, touchdown you got to lead with after the play there, bud. Nuts. And then in OT. <laughs> this was crazy. The, the guy at OT was, I don't know what he was thinking. But yeah. What did he say after? Yeah, they the, win the toss, and he goes, I bet you guys want to play defense. <laughs> like, I never yeah. heard anything like that from a ref. Yeah, they're teaching charisma now at referee school. The guy was like, this is my stage. I'm going to make the most of it. Yeah, it was to Zach's point, and I mentioned it in the top. Five, six calls go the other way, and and it's a different ball game. You know, I was thinking a lot about the game afterward because so often the critique on the, in these situations was that Georgia got too conservative. I mean, they really, really stopped throwing the ball. They didn't throw the ball once on either possession in the fourth quarter when they had a chance to really run the clock out and try to put the game away. But you look at the, the Super Bowl, and Shanahan gets all the criticism yeah. in the world because he got too aggressive. Um, Tough. It, 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 coaching isn't as easy as it looks was, no. was my takeaway. Um, but I do think by the time they needed Jake Fromm to make throws at the end of the game, he was so out of rhythm because he simply hadn't had to make a throw for like 20 minutes of game time. And I think it was all the more glaring because of the amount they trusted him in the first half. Right. In the first half, you're like, wow. I mean, he goes are... down the field 95 yards at the end of the half to go up 13 nothing. They're slinging it around. You're almost begging him to start running the ball a little more because he had some loose throws, but he's... You know, he's throwing sideline to sideline. He's throwing deep balls. They're taking chances, putting pressure on Alabama. And then in the second half, it was really It is relevant also to point out that their best receiver is out for the entire game. He hurt his shoulder in the first quarter. So, you know, look, it's one of those things, all of these things, like when games are played at this level with this much at stake, there's always going to be a couple things that the game hinges on, and it just didn't go George's way. But I got to say, man, it's... It's a crushing. It reminded me of like a basketball game where, where, a, a, like a Villanova UNC, where it's just like, there's your season, it's right there, and then it's over. Slipping yeah, away. Slipping you, away you, mentioned, yep. you mentioned Kansas Memphis, which I think is an interesting parallel. You kind of just felt it building, felt it coming. Yeah. And then the tidal wave. We've of been defeat. to, you know, we've gone to a lot of Final Four games, and it's like we've been to big college games. And, you know, especially in college, you can just feel these things building. These are 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. Yeah. And, and it's like, like I mentioned with Fromm, how he was sort of unable to make throws down the stretch because he, had lo- like he hadn't been, he wasn't in rhythm. It reminded me of a kid having to make a free throw. Like, all of a sudden, it's like we're ahead, by, into the game. We're ahead yeah. by eight, we're ahead by seven, we're ahead by six. Okay, now I need to make two free throws or we might lose. Right. That was what Fromm's throw on third and two there at the end reminded me of. Like, I'm out of rhythm, and the nerves are starting to creep in. And then, Zach, at the end, the quickness quickness with which the game ended. Yeah, it's like a walk-off home it, run. It, it was like a walk-off home run, but the play before looked like a walk-off home run for Georgia. Right. You think the game's over, and then the game's over the other way. Yeah, you, you really know? take it beaten over the top there. But, I mean, you can't also talk about the game without talking about Saban and the moves he made. Yeah, we I was got, just going to turn up. We mute halftime. We bring in Kloop on the FaceTime instead of watching the halftime show. And Kloop tells us that they got this kid, Tua, who's like the best dual threat quarterback in the country. And we're like, yeah. what? Kloop, and- would have been valuable for you to tweet out that little prediction of yours. I really thought about it. I was thinking the whole first half. I'm like... Because I was texting with, as you guys know, I'm a huge college football nerd. I watch all the like quarterback documentaries, Elite Eleven, stuff like that. From and and Tag Tagalov Tagalovia Tua. Just let's, let's say, Tua. for the purposes of this pod, let's stick with Tua. They were roommates at Elite Eleven. They're both from the same class. Tua was the number one dual threat quarterback out of Hawaii. And the whole time, you're just thinking like, 
Hurts isn't a quarterback, and there's no way Tua would have gone to Alabama if he didn't think he was going to get a chance to play quarterback yeah. eventually. So I was going to tweet out, next season, Hurts is going to be playing a different position, and I really should have. It would have been going to have some juice. But when I saw him come out in the second half, I told you guys, I was like, I'm that makes me more nervous. I would have been happy to see Hurts out there if I'm Georgia. You see this new guy who can throw the ball down the field and stretch the field vertically. It just changed the game, and it was brilliant by saving. Yeah, I mean, Kirby got a lot of credit for the way he came out of the second half against Oklahoma, and Saban got the better of him, you know? Yeah, but again, another play where he, it's third down, they're still down 13 nothing. he gets hit three different times, he doesn't go down, he gets the caravan, he gets the first down, they end up getting points on the board. That's another play where it's like, if he hadn't gotten that big scramble, that's enough, that would have been two straight three and outs, you wonder what that would have done to his confidence, but again, it's... Also, the history. next possession, he comes down, it's third down, and he gets a call on the sideline, pass interference, and then it's fourth down, and he throws a ball that's not intended to be to Ridley, and the kid comes out of nowhere and catches it. Not intended for Ridley. No shot. And and there was a false start. If you if we work under the pretense that it was intended for Ridley, it was one of the great passes in the history of football. And he threw it no look. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if, 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 if it truly was... And if you got him, in a, I don't know. Maybe no. It is a truly remarkable throw. Get, yeah, give Bama all the credit in the world, but man, yeah, I know. If I was a Georgia fan, I, I would. It's sort of. If I it, couldn't sleep as it was without having it, a dog in the fight. Well, yeah. I mean, so people blast this the lateness of this game. Then you got to tack on two hours on top of that yeah, because the of the heart rate. Right. You got to watch a couple of episodes of Friends, maybe come down a little bit. Should have done that. So you're really push, pushing the envelope into the night instead I, of googling the refs. I will. I will say, man, call- <laughs> trying to find out how to email <laughs> the head official. I mean, what was going on? <laughs> you got to say, you know, and we'll, we'll we'll move on to the NFL. But you got to say. College football the last couple of years, man, has it delivered on, on big stages and big games. Like, going back to Darnold and Penn State in the Rose Bowl, then Clemson-Bama three times in a row. The Rose Bowl this year in OT, the final this year in OT. It's like, I love the sport. I'll miss it. Can't wait to see you next September. I'll yeah. tell you what, too. I get some sick and twisted pleasure out of watching those kids go out there and miss kicks. That shank was oh, just I mean, watching that Papadopoulos, also indicted in the Mueller probe. You're clip. looking... Oh, is that the same guy? Yeah, same man. You're looking at him on the sideline. People are going up to him. You want to just say... I mean, yeah, I guess like, it doesn't make a difference. Come on, man. Like, you, you got, got this. this. You, you got this. He's like, like, you're not helping. You're not like, helping. I'm shank. You got the kid, the the graduate assistant, kneeling beside him with his fit, you know, his face <laughs> We're gonna literally We're gonna praying. Lose. Yeah, the kid's like, you're not helping me. But I'll tell you what, too. There was genuine shock and surprise on Nick Saban's face at the end of that game, which you never see. Yeah. When they won and that happiness. game, he looked up like, holy shit, we just won. The kind of leg up, lean back. And you know? when they usually win, it's usually not like that. He's usually pissed off. Clue, before we move on, obviously, both of these schools have enormously bright futures moving forward. Yeah, Georgia has the number one recruiting class and the best quarterback in the country coming in, which I don't even understand, Justin Fields. What is the other kid going to do that from unseated? I think maybe he, you know, this is getting, getting, into, the yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is getting just, into the weeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. getting into the weeds, but I, I think Fields, uh, yeah, the Fields. number one quarterback in the class. I think he'll redshirt and then from you know ideally plays two more years and you know he starts as a field starts as a sophomore. And you think Kirby the- has that thing up and running though and they're going to oh be good goodness. for a long time and the East is extremely winnable. And you see the likeliest scenario at Bama as being Hurts in a different position to a either in a center. different position or transferring to another school, maybe yeah. a little place in Boca. 
F A U. Wow. And Zach, the real champions. Choo choo. <laughs> is that the lane train? And I'll just say that Jay Hurts, uh, I'm done with. Like, he's such a great teammate. He stunk. Like, what's he going to do? Sit on the sidelines and pout? That oh, was. Yeah. We, Alex and I were they talking about this before. Yeah. They yeah. loved it. What is the barometer between being classy and. Cl- they're like, what a classy teammate. It's like, are we giving him credit for not choke slamming his offense? What do we expect? Being excited that they won? Like, what everyone, do we was expect? Expect? everyone was doing the same thing. Did he want them to lose? That's no. such a layup comment. Yeah. Oh, look at the. That's, that's yeah. class. It's it just for 22 yards, kid. Good job. Sportsmanship on display. He was probably happy as hell they took him out. They're going to lose if yeah. he kept playing. It's like, that I'm kid, too, of us to watch that whole, this whole year, man. Like, I'm so much better than There's this no kid. doubt. There's yeah. no doubt. All right. NFL. Just loop. Couple big spreads coming, coming, up. coming, coming up here. Yeah, a couple bad games. <sighs> I was just and talking. Bad teams. I was just talking to Clue about this. And this is a, a minor point to start with. But how much better would it be if the Mafia was marching into Foxborough With this Peterman, dude, I would love it. As 20-point dogs. <laughs> tell me, tell, say what you told me beforehand that they would need. You would need the National Guard. <laughs> I think you would have to You would have to federalize the National Guard, bring them into Foxborough. you got to ban folding tables. It would be... It would be high drama. And the a best curfew. Be, the best would <laughs> oh, be... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the narrative would be, we're going to beat you. And the Bills narrative would be, we don't care. Yeah. So it would be great. We're going to have so much fun in defeat. Because Pats fans love taking the arrogant, we're going to pound you, and Bills fans will just be happy to be there, not listening. So it looks like we're going to see walks on the AFC side. Kloop, it would be tremendous in a way if we didn't. Well, I propose that Think if, about the ratings for any scenario other than Patriots-Steelers. I propose if the, if it's Jags-Titans, <laughs> they play on Thursday night, they go color rush. That was a good point. I saw that, and yeah. I was like, that makes a lot you know, of sense. That's it, when those two teams truly all black, thrive. Yeah. They, th- that is a textbook color rush game right there. AFC South, I mean, those guys don't like each other. Half-mat helmets. But I was saying, like, would Nance even do it if it's Titans-Jags, or would he go to a golf tournament? That would be dark, dude. <laughs> if it's Titans-Jags, that game's in Jacksonville? Wow. And then one advances. Okay, so on the other side, and it's reflected by the Vegas odds, no one knows what the hell is going to happen, no. right? Well, it's much more even. Who do you like, Zach? Um, I guess, gone to my head, I would take the Saints. Me too. They just seem to be the most dynamic offense left, and their defense has been great. The Vikings have the best defense going, which might be the best side of the ball on any team left, but... It, Case Keenum, is he going to be Case Keenum or is he going to be someone else? That's what, okay, can you clarify this? I hate asking questions that you might not know the answer to. Do they play inside or outside in Minnesota? Inside. Okay, that's inside? Yeah, where the Super Bowl will be held. Right, okay. Can they go outside? Can they retract that roof? I had him unclear on that. Okay, because I was going to say, playing the Saints. That is a question I'm surprised you even thought we might know the answer to. I know, because when they play play the Saints, right? I would open Open that sucker up and let it snow. But (laughs) They're like, the roof is closed, but it is 30 in here. We don't think they turn the heat on. First of all, have you seen the the Vegas Lions Act, the potential Super Bowl? The Vikings would be favored over the Patriots. That is blasphemy. I guess because it's a home game, they they believe it. And Vegas would just be... Praying for the Vikings, they would be praying every single tick. I don't believe, it. and have to literally close up shop. I know, I know right now it is, but I don't lost. believe when push came to shove in that game, the Patriots would be done. I am just still like it's so weird because if you look at the way that the season has unfolded, 
a lot of the narrative in the NFL has been surrounding these backup quarterbacks because you have Nick Foles in Philadelphia. You, like, all these guys, and it's like, can we trust Blake Bortles? Do we trust these guys? But Case Keenum, somehow, it's like, everyone's fine with Case Keenum? Like, we're good there? We this have- roof looks like it'd be tough to get off. Okay. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, Thank it's all you. glass. You could do it, but it would be tough. But You'd do you guys to, like, know what I mean? Up. For yeah. some reason, yes. like it's yes. like Case Keenum has gotten this pass where he's like accepted as like an upper. Not necessarily. Well, dude, he's been spinning it all year. I, I yeah, guess. I'm just not sure. I have like he's got a home game coming up against against the Saints, and the Saints to me are the most interesting team left in the NFC. Yeah, they got Ingram and Kamara. Kamara and is their defense is quiet. They haven't been blowing teams out on offense. Their defense has been great. Yeah, through they, the whole end of the season. They struggled a little bit at the end. They got sketchy at the end of the Panthers game, but they made enough plays yeah, on defense Cam to win the game. Yeah, Cam was playing well, and yeah, they made enough plays. Wait, can we talk quickly about the concussion that the concussion that Cam suffered and the fallacy of like the concussion tent? I don't know. I think that you don't Cam, like the tent. I just think that when it, the tent is only matters depending on how good the player is. Yeah, 100%. yeah. The tent, the tent is very relative. <laughs> if Cam Newton goes into the tent, they go, Cam, give it 30 seconds and get back out but there. But I think that the only people, the reason the people were mad is because of the way he fell when he went to the sideline, but they were clearly just telling him to go down. Dude, he got destroyed. And if he wants me to believe that he got poked in the eye through his visor, yeah, that's, that's hard to believe. It's a very sketchy proposition. If he wants to play, let him play. I agree, but let, okay, that's my point. Zach, no, but I don't I, think that's the policy of the NFL. No, but I sort of yeah. agree with Zach. Like, but it is the policy. Why not just make that the policy instead of pretending you give a shit about concussion? Just say, yeah, Cam signed a waiver and he doesn't care if he dies. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he would. Like, he'd sign it. it. It's like saying there he is. There he is signing. <laughs> let let MLB players take steroids, give them metal bats, and back up the fences. Yeah, okay. Kinda. You always use that example. He always uses <laughs> he loves, that. Give example. them metal bats. It is such a leap, dude. The ball balls flying out of. And and you always year. use the example. You're like, I don't get why you can't bring the bat to the mound when you get thrown at. It's like, I, you gotta. You have a weapon. I have a weapon. This <laughs> that is would be called unfair. a fair fight. That's not a fair fight. All right. We digress. Zach, if you had to pick an underdog, Saints. You're but, taking. Yeah, that's an If I take dog. one in the AFC? Yeah, yeah, if you had to take one of these AFC. I think the Titans are probably like the 28th best team in the NFL. <laughs> so I'm taking the Jags. You gotta take Bortles, right? <laughs> Mariota's. He can only throw touchdowns to himself. Blake Bortles. That was one of the most absurd plays I've ever seen. Chris, go Winning ahead. that game that, that the Jaguars won with that performance out of Blake Bortles. More rushing yards and passing. I he, swear to God, I told my roommates in the second quarter, 10 points was going to win the game. He, and, yeah. and com- One touchdown. Is all comfortably. You yeah, <laughs> easy. God, that was a gorgeous game. But to me, Jacksonville just has a chance because the, the way you make the case for Jacksonville is Bortles can't possibly be that bad two weeks in a row. And... If Antonio Brown isn't healthy, that defense may be able to make things hard on Roethlisberger. And the case you made for Pittsburgh is Bortles is really that bad. <laughs> yeah, and I'm stretching it either way. They also they they, they they trust him more to run than to throw. Like both those kids in the college game last night looks like they were more trusted than they are with Bortles. It's Dude. it's only happened a couple times where a quarterback has had more rushing and passing and won in the playoffs. I think the other guy's Vic. Yeah, there's yeah. a reason for that. And that was Bortles to- is not as quick as Vic. The, the pass, His best play was where he dropped the ball. When he missed that guy in the flat, like <laughs> by five yards, you're mm-hmm. just and mm-hmm. Romo is like trying to be nice about it. Mm-hmm. He's like he's just he's not a pure thrower of the he's, ball. And you're thinking to yourself like he's not a natural mm, yeah. quarterback. It's you're thinking to yourself like that is very unusual to say about an NFL player. And they're making him out to be like this great runner, and he's not. Yeah, Nance is like quietly he's great with his legs. Like okay, we've never seen that, but all right. Can we talk about Gruden? Yeah, your your new team. 
I'm a Raiders fan. You're a Raiders fan. I'm on. It is a very comfortable place to be right now, Raider Nation, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Is there any way that that is not hard knocks with him and you, Marshawn Lynch? You have to deliver. <laughs> they actually asked him about Marshawn Lynch. He said he's never met him. He wants, and then yeah. he's asked he's asked for him consistently in production um, in production meetings, and he's never gotten him. That's yeah. shocking. Um, but the whole thing was just great. I mean. He's wearing this suit. Chris, I've already talked to you about this suit, but it's this dark gray. I've never even seen this color. It's beautiful. He's got the Raiders pin on his on his lapel like it's the he's like president of the United States or something, flanked by Davis who is grinning ear to ear, said it was the best day of his life, and Jesus. the smile reflected. His wife's like this that fact. Davis art. really called it the best day of his life. I think I I I wrote it down. The oh, biggest day kids. of my life. This is the biggest day of my life. And then he went into this thing about how he's been chasing Gruden for six years, like as this white whale figure that he just wouldn't stop courting. Finally got him. I've never seen a man so happy. The idea of signing a coach to a hundred million dollar contract and then calling it some sort of like huge success on the ownership side. Yeah, like side. I roped him in. It's like no, you gave him a hundred million. Okay, he was I, giddy. I, wait, Zach. Let me ask you this. I asked Alex this. Better chance Gruden is not the coach of the Raiders in five years, half the length of the contract, or he wins a Super Bowl with them. The first. He's out of there. Yeah. Does this not just show you the power of television? Like, 100%. Like, he, he, somehow Gruden, his coaching resume has been enhanced by mm -hmm. his yeah. role on Monday Night Football, which, realistically, those two things have nothing to do with one another. Not at all. And they're... The people on ESPN, while his announcement was being made and after, were really making the argument that it was a good thing. That his time away from the game and his time in the Monday Night Football booth, it was fascinating to watch, was actually a positive because he gets to absorb the game in this different way. He's up at, you know, it keeps getting earlier. He's up at 4 a.m., 3 a.m., 2 a.m. If you're all of a sudden he's nocturnal. An NFL coach, by how good they are at calling commentary, how much is Tony Romo going for in the open market? That's what we were saying before. 500 million. And Alex, <laughs> at least. And to Alex's credit, I've always argued back with you because you keep, you have said this for a long time that you think Romo will eventually be a head yes. coach. I'm like, I just don't see it. And now I'm like, well, it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. If you're Romo, why would you go be an OC or a quarterback's coach? You don't have to climb the ranks. Go straight to the top. Yeah, dude. stay in the booth and get until they think Romo would ever entertain a coordinator job. No, he. Romo to get him out of that booth, it would require. I don't think just in, like any NFL job, but like no, a relatively booth, blue the chip. Cowboys. Yeah, a blue chip NFL job. Stay in the booth till you get nine figures. He's going to be the coach of the Cowboys. Hundred percent. I just put that together. That's yeah, easy. I like that. And I'll root for them. And Kloop, he, the way he held court at this press conference, and like you, you just realize the mythical status that he's like been able to acquire. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily his, turn. No, it doesn't words. translate into anything. But the way the media views him, the way players view him, it is his stature has been enhanced because of of his time in that booth. There's no doubt. It's just a cult of personality. He's a charismatic guy. Um, he was a good coach. He won a Super Bowl with a loaded Tampa Bay team. Yeah. Um, 57 but, and 55 all time. But like, am I, I'd be, put it this way. If I was a Raiders and you were like, you could have McVay or you could have Gruden, give me McVay every time. The game has changed dramatically yes. in the last 10 years. And it'll be interesting to see if he still has it. Look, I'm rooting for the guy. I like him. I, I, he's fun to watch, but spider two, I banana, but you know, we'll see. That's going to be in the playbook for sure. And then they get two years and then they go to Vegas. And then they go to Vegas. I think it's only one. I think it's 2020. I, oh, I think, years? yeah, okay. 2020. Okay. Hey, John. 
But I'm on board. I mean, I'm, you know. John's getting married, dude. You can't shake that. I'm fully on board with Raider Nation. So do you want to now dive into a little new segment we've concocted? And I don't even, we don't even really fully know what this is yet. But let's give a little context. It was reported this week that President Trump's schedule has been shrinking somewhat. And that his team is now blocking off hours of time that they are referring to as executive time. Several hours in a row at times. Several hours. He doesn't get to the Oval until 11, according to this reporting. And and the time leading up to that and then throughout the day, known as executive time, is mostly spent watching TV and tweeting. So executive time is for, for leisure. It's not it's for, for business. Yeah, it's for kind of whatever it's you're very into. Vague. You want to watch a little TV, you want to tweet you a little. You need to use the bathroom. That's executive yeah, time. Yeah, it's executive time. That it's kind of just whatever you're into. That's at your that time. Point. That's your time. Your time. I wonder how long of the game he stayed for. He stayed for, I think, the first half. That was weird. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was something. And then Fowler didn't even mention the fact They just that, told him it was over so they could get him to go. They're like, oh, George, Alvin. He didn't really mention anything. So, executive time. Executive time. It's a grab bag segment. We're workshopping. We're still working yeah. through it. But coming up next, executive time. All right, so the first way I want to use this executive time is to complain about something. Oh, so this is like our executive time. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is our oh, executive time. I was wondering time. how it related. Collectively, it, we it's collective. to a podcast. <laughs> I get it. Now. It's collective. The subway station that oh. I use has become untenable for me. It's hard. I, for, it's really hard for me to empathize with you here. You so I love you. I've spoken about this on the pod before. The swipe machine. Oh my at God, the, is this a swipe machine again? Yeah. It, Chris. I need to find someone at City Hall I can talk to about this thing, because I'm going to work and standing at this thing, and I have the yips now. It's in my head. It's a combination of the machine and my lack of mental fortitude 1090 was it and <laughs> i can't use it I, I can't use the subway stop but the strange thing is that i can okay so are you going too fast or too slow and then i guess you're overcompensating Dude, you should either see way. you, should you see have him. a two-way miss you should see Zach, i don't he gets know, in front it. of the thing and he just has like a it's like he's having a panic attack he goes super i have fast, the yips super fast, super i have the yips clue. and he's like kind of like taking it in and out and then I try it and I flush it. Yeah, in golf it's what you call a two-way miss when right. you're when you're hitting a huge hook and then you, you compensate yep. by making yeah. a massive. I slush. speed up, I slow down, I speed up, I slow down. Well, that's a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. Maybe so you I should see a therapist instead of going to mm -hmm. city hall or coach. Yeah, mental coach. That's not bad. Imagine going in to meet with a professional and explaining and expl that maybe ailment. Like, are you fucking joking? Me like, Doc, I have one Me issue. <laughs> I cannot take the subway. I'll tell you why. Yeah, that's upsetting. And in in light of the um, uh, I don't know. What so this is kind of your the time. range of this yeah segment. <laughs> I gotta say, into the blue with Paul Walker and and Jessica Alba <laughs> is just one of the overlooked movies of all time. I completely agree. Came on TV and had me just captivated for about two hours. Scott Kahn oh. in an excellent supporting role. He's in Hawaii 5-0, is he not? Yeah. He's Khan in, has they got really it. like him in tropical settings. Dude, yeah, Khan has got it very figured out. Varsity Blues, Hawaii 5-0, Oceans. Yeah, wow, what a resume. Really solid. Also gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, sneaky. Sneaky. sneaky resume. Yeah, slick so, hair. You know, Good hair. I, it had me thinking a lot about Paul. Just kind of missing him. Just poured out a little bit. One of the best to ever do it. Um, 
him and Alba are just such a good tandem in this movie. I don't really know how it ends. They hooked up for real on did set they? of that. Yeah. Wow. Dude, how it ends is they find all the treasure. They, they get, get the treasure. Oh, okay, yeah, good. Oh, I didn't yeah, think yeah, I watched yeah. till the, till the end, but um, they overcome the odds and they succeed. You like any movie that's set in a exotic location? Exotic or. European sort of just like a slick location yeah, somewhere right. ocean in the vein of oceans or bond yeah, yeah that, treasure, that's kind of my treasure yeah, heists yeah. Uh, international CIA. intrigue CIA type stuff that's my genre right. um anyway I feel like I use this executive time really productively yeah that's your it, this week it was your time next week I'll have some gripes nothing from you two uh, in executive time I mean we have it here in the apartment this got, feels very executive. I got nothing. That movie's very good. One time I watched it five times in one day because I couldn't change the channel. That was weird. All right. Klub, you better have some next week for executive time. Oh, you know, I told you, I was not super prepared today. I had a busy day. I had a suit on. I got a tie on. I got You're in the West Village. You flush your interview. We got to get you out of here, man. <laughs> what, gotta, what do you mean, out of, out of this room? I know. Yeah, you have like, train? You got to get on the train. Yeah, I got to check this the train. This is dark. You I, gotta, I don't sickness? like the rat race. I yeah. don't enjoy it. Like, it's and like, right now, your wheels are spinning. Now dude. I got to do a bunch of things, and then only then will I get my, to heat up my burrito in peace. How many people right now are wait, going wait, wait. to Grand Central and going back to the burbs? And then going to eat a leftover burrito. Yeah, what do you mean heat up a burrito? Heat up? What, is it in that <laughs> bag? No, no what do you be. mean? No, I, I don't really know if I'm going to have a burrito. I was just, <laughs> I was oh, just, you don't have like a burrito in the fridge? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. You Although a burrito does sound good. No, I'm thinking of it. You know how to get up to Grand Central from here? Barely. Just BDFM straight up to uh, Bryant and then walk across. It's gonna I'll be let you know how the swipe walk. goes. That's true. All right. Next week, back in Rye where you belong. <laughs> <laughs>